Hi, everybody. Welcome. I almost said welcome to the Hallmarkies podcast. <laughs> Oops. I mean, well, we're talking about <laughs> yeah. Hallmark movies, so. Yes. Uh, well, <laughs> welcome, everybody, to Hidden Gems uh, on Rachel's Reviews. Uh, yes, I, I meant to say, I almost said Hallmarkies podcast in our welcome uh, because we're actually talking about Hallmark, right? Ryan has stepped into the abyss. He's braved, <laughs> braved the world of Hallmark. Five movies. This is going to be a little bit different than maybe some of our other, other episodes, but I thought it would be fun to kind of look at the uh, streaming service of that Hallmark has offered, Hallmark Movies Now, and uh, since that would uh, kind of appeal to my uh, my other podcast that I do, Hallmarkies Podcast. And uh, I just thought it would be kind of fun, something different. And Ryan, thank you so much for for braving to to dive into Hallmark. Well, uh, first of all, it's a pleasure as always to be be here with you, Rachel. And uh, it was very interesting because because my, my experience with Hallmark is admittedly pretty limited. But uh, but I I think you'll be surprised at my feelings on on the movies yes. that you gave me. Yes, woohoo! Uh, well, very good. And uh, yeah, I was going to ask, have you uh, have you watched some Hallmark movies, or are you pretty pretty uh, new to the genre? I'm like ninety percent new. I remember watching a few of them when I was a lot younger, but for for like. As far back as I can remember, my biggest exposure to Hallmark was going to my local uh, to my local mall to the Hallmark Gold Crown store, which mm-hmm. is a fine store. But uh, but I'll but I'll just be honest. I uh, I think I've been a little condescending towards Hallmark movies in the past. You know, I have no excuse other than I just thought they were like girly movies. But mm-hmm. now that I've actually seen a fair bit of them. I uh, I'm willing to uh, to apologize to all the Hallmark fans in the in the, uh, <laughs> in the fair community because, uh, like I said, I I felt like in private I was like those movies are not meant for me. But I walked away, and to uh, I walked away from watching all of these like I and I was surprised at at the enjoyment that I found from from all of them. I didn't. I didn't hate any one of them. I actually right. thought they were all good to great. So, so there. Right. And and I'm. Uh, and I do want to apologize again to uh, to the I guess the Hallmarkies community because, uh, you know, in in my old age I have gained wisdom. Well, we'll for, we we will accept your apology. We, I I think it's pretty common actually that people uh you know don't give uh and there are a lot of bad hallmark movies i'm not gonna lie there and we do in our podcast at hallmark's podcast we point out a lot of the bad ones <laughs> we're not a gosh well, podcast uh, well to be to be fair there are bad movies in every genre that's like right. one of my one of my favorite genres is action adventure and i can go off on two hands right now the amount of action adventure movies that i despise so it's yeah. not just limited right. to Hallmark, it's everywhere. That's right. And what Hallmark is most known for is romantic comedies and especially Christmas movies. That is their Christmas movies are their uh, bread and butter. <laughs> they, they're going to try to do 40 in 2020, which I'm just like, how is this possible? I think they might actually know Santa. <laughs> I, I think I just got a migraine just hearing you say that number. Yeah. 40 of them? <laughs> 40. 40 Christmas movies in uh, 2020. They 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 didn't even have... They ended up with 39 uh, for 2019. So they didn't even make it in 2019. I don't see how they're going to make it in 2020. But we're here to, co- you know, we're here to cover it at Hallmarkies Podcast. But they do do rom-coms throughout, throughout the year. And they're used, it's started a series called Hallmark Hall of Fame, which used to be on CBS before they had Hallmark Channel. And uh, the Hallmark Hall of Fame goes all the way back to radio days. It's a, uh, it's, I think the longest running series on 
uh, on still continuing on television is the Hallmark Hall of Fame. And they still do, uh, in normal years, they usually do two to three Hallmark Hall of Fames a year. And unfortunately, the, some of the modern ones have sort of, they, they're not as, uh, they're not as special as they used to be with Hallmark Hall of Fame, uh, where they, I feel like they're just kind of juiced up casts and a little bit uh, more money versions of what they do all the time as opposed to being something like really different, like a Sarah Plain and Tall or a, a, you know, something like that, uh, that feels really different. But, uh, but yeah, they, they've been, Hallmark has been making, uh, you know, television for a long, 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 long time. And then uh, I, I, I'm not sure on the exact day, on the exact year that Hallmark Channel started, I should know that. I should have that history. <laughs> but uh, but you, are di- you are a disappointment to the I Hallmark know, community for not knowing that. <laughs> but uh, but right around 2015 is when 2015 2016 is when they really started upping their game with the number of uh, of the Christmas movies and uh, when Countdown to Christmas became like a real thing uh and uh, they just keep upping and upping and upping the number of movies uh that they do every uh every year and it's just become this phenomenon uh the countdown to christmas especially hallmark movies now uh they have had for a couple of years and uh it's a, a streaming service that you can sign up for and uh, it's an interesting service because it, they have quite a bit of content that they actually have curated from even more than just the Hallmark Channel. Uh, there's uh, other channels, like they have a bunch of different movies from uh, the Up Channel or the Ion Channel uh, and, uh, and that they've purchased. And they also have a whole selection of Hallmark Hall of Fame uh of their films uh so that's fun and they have a whole bunch of series it is not a great show for original content if you're our streaming service for original content uh they only have one show that they have ever really done that his original um it's called when hope calls and there's a spinoff from when calls the heart which is that most... one I've that one I've definitely heard of because yeah. I remember seeing the promos for that. Mm. Yeah, it's v- very popular. It's Hallmark's most popular show, uh, but uh, I I really actually enjoyed When Hope Calls. Uh, it's nice because it has two lead protagonists as opposed to uh, When Calls the Heart, which has just the one with Elizabeth. And, uh, you know, these are not historically accurate shows. Like, they're not, it's not like Mad Men where you can go with a magnifying glass and hold it up, you know, every micro detail is, is a, you know, this is not that kind of thing. But, Um, yes, the advertising on this building (laughs) here was supposed to be royal cigarettes. That says Camel, the worst show ever, I (laughs) think. Yeah, that's right that's right uh but it has i think both of them have their charms uh i i i'm not as big a fan of hallmark television compared to hallmark movies i like the movies much better but then again i'm in general more of a movie person than a tv person on this streaming service you have when hope calls chesapeake shores you have heartland which is a very popular series in canada uh, 11 seasons of Heartland on the uh, on this on the streaming service. Cedar four, Cove. Four more seasons and they'll catch up with Supernatural. Yeah, yeah, no, because they, they're actually on season 13 now. Uh, oh, and scratch that two more. <laughs> yeah, unbelievable. I mean, and uh, we had Amber Marshall, a uh, star of Heartland, on our podcast, and. Uh, it did better than any interview we've ever done. Like way better. We get it, Rachel. You know a lot of famous people. No. You don't have to rub it in my face. <laughs> no. I I met Jimbo Fisher, the Florida State, 
football coach <laughs> at a racetrack once, but you all have you've met all of the uh, the queens of Hallmark or whatever they're called. I wish. So don't don't rub it in my. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm but I was I was so shops, folks. <laughs> I was so surprised though because I didn't expect uh, the the to to be. I mean, I just had no idea what kind of heartland uh, devotees are out there. Uh, huge. Uh, so, that, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, uh, but if you're listening, Queens of Hallmark, come on the Hallmarkies podcast. We would love to interview. I mean, I would die if we could interview Lisa Schwer and, uh, yeah. and Cameron uh, and, um, and CCB. But, anyway so what, what was uh what was that name again uh candace cameron no 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 uh lisa something oh lacy schwer oh lacy schwer candace cameron go uh go interview with this woman she deserves <laughs> it she has always thank deserved you. it thank you uh and so they have new programming that they get every single month and they send you an email with your with the new program they also have uh they have uh what they called jingle in july and that was their christmas in july programs and uh and then you can watch christmas movies all year long on hallmark movies now uh so they have a whole christmas section so a lot of fun stuff going on but we're gonna talk this will be a little bit different than our typical episode where i get five recommendations and ryan gives five five recommendations but since he was totally new to this service, I went ahead and just recommended five for him. And we're going to talk about each of them. And so let's dive in. The first movie that I recommended for you is called Loving Leah. And I did, I, I admit it, I kind of stacked the deck and picked five that are five of the uh that i knew that were five of the strongest i uh, I'm, I'm going with our top deck our, our best our best players hitting with hitting me with the uh the rogues gallery yes the, uh, the, the, the five horsemen <laughs> yeah so loving leah loving leah is a is about a uh orthodox jewish uh woman who as uh, husband uh dies and her uh her brother-in-law is a doctor is uh is not as um uh strict i guess practicing uh and uh but he comes home and there's a tradition in the in the faith that if uh if a that the brother will marry the uh the widow of the of the brother and so they end up getting married and she's kind of wanting a way out of this sort of life that she's been having and so they start off kind of antagonistic though towards each other and as any good hallmark movie would 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 have they uh they grow to love each other and uh so overall what did you think about loving leah I really liked it. As a matter of fact, I'll go out on a limb. Out of all the ones you recommended to me, this was probably my favorite. Yeah. Uh, this was um, this one took me by surprise uh, of how much I enjoyed it. Uh, one thing I did notice with all of, all of your recommendations was that there was at least one actor or actress that I recognized from somewhere else. Yeah. But the thing about loving Leah was that the only person I recognized was the female rabbi who was played by Ricky Lake, who mm -hmm. I had to do some research, but she was actually Doug Heffernan's sister, Stephanie, from, from The King of Queens. Oh, and yeah. I was like, where have I seen her before? And then she was like, oh yeah, she was, she was Doug's sister and she was a gym coach and a bunch of other stuff. But, yeah. um, but Loving Leah was, uh, was, was just surprisingly really great. It started off, uh, it started off a little weird because there's, there's the main character, you know, and he's, he's a doctor and he's like taking a break and then he falls asleep. And then all of a sudden he sees his brother who's a rabbi and he's like, I forgive you. And I was like, 
what movie am I watching here? But then it actually all connects and it's actually quite nice. Uh, seeing all the Jewish traditions in here, I was <laughs> just seeing the ceremony in which, you know, Leah had, or Leah, seeing Leah take off mm -hmm. the shoe and throw it across the room and then spit on the ground and the guy had to walk through it. And I'm like, huh, no wonder Tevya never left, left freaking. Uh, Anatevka. <laughs> no, not Anatevka, but uh, his, his wife. Oh, oh Goldie. Goldie. Yeah. No wonder he never left Golda because he'd have to walk through her spit if, she, if he ever did that. <laughs> but um, this has a lot of stuff that I liked in there. It's got, it's got a good story. It's funny at times. And there's, a, uh, there's an appearance of the song Everything by Michael Buble, which yeah. I DM'd you and saying Michael Buble makes everything better. <laughs> Absolutely everything better. Uh, my one kind of moment where I was like, I'm not sure if I like this, is Leah's mom, who her entire mood was disappointment. She was like, Leah, I told you to do this thing and you are not doing it. I'm like, yeah. listen, mom, she's trying her hardest here and you just keep, <laughs> you just keep yelling at her all the time. It's like, she's like, like Leah, Leah can't win for losing pretty much. Yeah, they're both, both of the moms are pretty a lot. They're both pretty uh, over, overbearing. Uh, the, his, his mom is played by uh, Mercedes Rule. So that was a pretty big get for them to have, uh, you know, an Oscar winner uh, playing, uh, playing that role. But they're both very over the top kind of your caddy uh mother mother-in-laws that are really you know free with their opinion <laughs> about uh about their kids and really controlling kind of the smother type of type of character so yeah uh, loving leo like i said uh had a great story was really funny at times out of all the ones you recommended this was definitely my favorite yeah, I just love that whole dynamic of kind of we're forced to like sort of a it's like a fake relationship, but it's but it's like real. It's like this forced like in real in reality you'd be like oh I don't know, but in in as far as in a story, I think it's really fun to 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 see people learn to fall in love with each other. I think Lauren Ambrose it does a really good job in the lead role. Uh, yeah, I really did enjoy her. Uh, she was, uh, she was, uh, she was very sympathetic because, uh, mm -hmm. you know, she was thrust into the Jewish faith and, uh, all of a sudden her, uh, her husband just dies. And I just like, man, that, that's gotta be rough. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And they go to the party and, uh, and, you know, he's wearing the tux and she's, and she's, you know, looking so beautiful in the in her dress and and uh just that whole i love that whole scene uh and uh it's when they finally kind of admit that they are in love with each other and they're not just faking it and uh i don't know it's really really good uh so i'm glad that you liked it that makes me happy uh, one more thing before we move on uh uh that uh, uh Adam Kaufman was um, was actually in my favorite scene of the movie when he's J when Jake he being Jake pronouns is just about to go through with the ceremony when he second guesses and he grabs Leah and he's like I need to talk to you and they go out into the hall and and he was like very gung ho initially about I want to get this over with but then at just as he's about to do it he stops and then he's like if I go through with this then I am denying my brother's existence. And I'm just like, wow, I didn't think about it through that context. And so it was like, it was one of those scenes where you just, it's like, I don't, I don't have any brothers or sisters. So it, it, it so, mm -hmm. so hearing that from him, just like, I, I felt very yeah. sorry for him because if he did it, then it would just in the Jewish faith be saying, oh, my brother is like next to nothing to me, which is just, if I had a brother, that's something that I would never do or say. Yeah. 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 So a uh, very good. All right. Uh, so next we have from 2017, a little more contemporary, 
uh, we have Love Locks, and this is also a Hallmark Hall of Fame. This, I would say, is more typical of what you get from Hallmark as far as the plot. Uh, it is uh, it is more expensive because it was all shot in Paris, so that's what makes it a Hallmark Hall of Fame. Uh, but uh, it stars Rebecca Romaine and Jerry O'Connell, real life husband and wife, which is really fun. And uh, she was in Paris when she was young, and she fell in love with the uh, man there. And they promised to uh, they. There's this whole bridge with the love locks on it, where you promise that you're. And they promised that they would be together and uh, then things happened and they moved apart. And uh, so now they, she's back in Paris because her daughter is there and she ends up running into him and uh, they reconnect. And so what did you think about this, this, this film? Uh, I, I did like it, but when I was finished watching it, I was like, okay, this is the hallmark that I'm used to. And, mm-hmm. and I didn't mean that to be insulting. I meant that it was like, okay, this is, this is kind of what, when Rachel was describing it to me, this is kind of what I pictured yeah. in my head. I still enjoyed it, but I, I, did enjoy, uh, I did enjoy the performances from Jerry O'Connell and Rebecca, and her name is definitely not spelled like Romaine. It's spelled R-O-M-I-J-N, and I was totally going to name her like Rebecca Romagen or something <laughs> dumb like that. So thank you for saying her name out loud so I didn't get her name wrong because she was really good in the movie and I didn't want to insult her by saying her name wrong. But um but I was I was excited for this movie because Jerry O'Connell is in it and I've become a bit of a big fan of his in in the past decade because he is actually the voice of Superman in a lot of the recent uh in a lot of the recent DC animated universe movies like Justice League Dark, Apocalypse War, and Death of Superman, Reign of the Supermen, uh, Batman Hush, and just a lot of others. And then when I was doing my research, I found that Rebecca Romaine, Rebecca Romaine was Lois Lane in all of those movies. So it's just a, uh, it's a husband and wife affair, I guess you could say. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so what were some things that you enjoyed about this, about this film? Well, first of all, I, I think it, the movie looked great. Uh, you can tell that there was definitely a lot of love put into the cinematography. It made Paris look like a place that you would definitely want to visit. And uh, like I said, I liked the dynamic between Rebecca Romaine and Jerry O'Connell. It does help that they're married. Uh, if there was one thing that I was kind of iffy on was... Uh, the relationship between Rebecca Romaine's daughter in the movie and the relationship with the busboy JP. Okay. I wasn't crazy about it. I mean, if you like it, I totally get it. But I was mm-hmm. just like, I don't know about this one. I, I, I'm not sure. Yeah. It wasn't the best. I mean, it was serviceable. Like, it was okay. But yeah, I definitely was way more invested in the, uh, re- the main relationship, not the, uh, the side relationship. Yeah, I was wholly expecting for there to be like a discussion between Rebecca Romaine and the daughter where it was like a, I fell in love once and it didn't work out well for me, you know, and they'd had to have a whole big fight and that really didn't happen. Yeah. Well, she is kind of worried about her her daughter like repeating the same uh, kind of thing that, you know, she 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 went over to do study abroad in Paris and then uh she had this relationship uh and uh and then it didn't work out and uh and so she's a little bit worried about that but but yeah uh it's it's not a huge part of the movie it's kind of just a tool to get her over there to paris yeah and in that i was like ah, oh, this seems a tad contrived but other than that yeah. i enjoy the rest mm-hmm. it's interesting because uh after this movie soon after this movie was uh was shot and filmed the love locks were taken off of the bridge uh because they were weighing it down and uh and making it too heavy 
and so the whole conceit of the love locks is is no more which is oh wow i know (laughs) and it's uh, and one more note before we do move on this this scene kind of made me laugh unintentionally but at the very end uh, uh, Jerry O'Connell's character realizes that he's really in love with Rebecca Romaine's character. So he flies back to New York and chains himself to a picnic table in the freezing cold to, to get Rebecca Romaine's attention. I mean, you I gotta do in, what you gotta I, do. <laughs> I, I live in Florida. I have seen snow precisely three times and I know that that's the stupidest thing you could ever do. So I guess... That's love for you, thinking yeah. more of their heart than your head. Yeah, I mean, you got to do what you got to do these days. I mean, he had he had missed out on her once; he wasn't going to miss out on her again. Uh, but uh, but yeah, I that's funny. I, I was I was thinking to myself, Jerry, you're Superman. You can break out of that anytime you want. <laughs> right. Uh, what did you think of? the uh the uh the art teacher uh the French art mentor guy that was the bruce davison character right hugo yeah Yeah. i thought he was okay i i i he had certain parts of he had there were certain parts of him that i really did enjoy Uh, when i was when i was doing my research for this podcast i came i come to find out that he was actually the uh, the evil senator Senator Kelly in the X in the first X Men movie, mm-hmm. and I was half expecting him to be like, "Well, Mrs. Romaine, would you care to like walk through a bank vault or the White House <laughs> or maybe even their house?" Yeah, but it's an it's an X Men reference. <laughs> yeah, no, all three of these lead actors were all in X Men. Yeah, and it turns out Rebecca Romaine was Mystique the whole time, and I was half expecting her to be like, you know, people like you are the reason I was afraid to go to school as a child. <laughs> right. <laughs> I feel like we've seen this. I've been here before. I've experienced this all before. Uh, and do you think that they did a pretty good job of using Paris uh, well as a, uh, um, a kind of a character in the film? It made me want to go there, so uh, so yeah. I I would say yes. Yeah, because that's not always the case with Hallmark. Sometimes they do these these location films, but then it feels like everything is inside. Like they they did a Christmas in Rome, and it just felt like what did they have two days shooting in Rome? Like there were just so little actually outside in Rome. Uh, in this, I think they did a much better job with that of kind of get, making it a character in the film and the whole idea of the i the whole idea of the love locks is very romantic and and uh and very fun and and it's just such a perfect city for a hallmark movie because i mean it's the city of city of lights the city of romance and uh so yeah i i think this one's a a good one And, and you know it's interesting because not every real life couple ends up having is the chemistry you think they'd have in uh in a romantic comedy sometimes it i feel like because they're maybe i don't know if it's just because they're pretending to be other characters or they're like trying too hard to to not be themselves um or what it is but sometimes it actually can feel sort of weird <laughs> um you think it would be just like effortless chemistry if you have a real life couple but that's not always the case but i think it is it is really nice here and it's also nice one thing i appreciate about hallmark is that you have stories love stories about older women you know that have lived more life than you typically get in the typical romantic comedy uh that you know or young on you know young ingenues uh it's nice to have somebody in you know their 40s 50s whatever it might be um and uh and who've you know has a grown daughter and uh, get to have a more mature love story is i think nice yeah and one of the things that i noticed about all of these uh all these recommendations is that the women in all of them are largely very well developed they all yeah. have very successful professional lives 
They yeah. have healthy relationships with their wives or husbands and their yeah. sons and or their sons or daughters. Yeah. You know, it's, um, I, there's a part of me that got so used to seeing like broken families and just, you know, like families that are together, but you know, are like the family from American beauty. They're just mm -hmm. there just to be there. They would have nowhere else to go. Yeah. So there's a part of me that watching all of these is like, it's Oh, healthy relationships. Yeah. Is it possible to learn this magic? And then Emperor Palpatine goes, not from Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. So that's um, something that I did appreciate. Yeah. Yes. All right. Next, we have uh, Daru and Daro. This is the, I guess you might call this more of a pilot uh, to uh, their uh, show on mis movies and mysteries. Um, this one's a little bit different than the other mystery shows because this is more of a legal drama then it is a mystery show, but there is sort of a mystery element. It is written by uh, Faye F. Sutton, I think is how you say it, who was a writer for Boston Legal. And you can really see, I think, that there in his background uh, in, the, um, in the show. And uh, it's basically about these two attorneys, uh, Claire Darrow is a defense attorney and miles uh is a uh miles strasberg is last name miles is a uh, prosecutor and they end up battling it out in the courtroom but there's got ter terrific chemistry uh and that's kimberly williams paisley and tom cavanaugh uh and claire her mother uh is played by wendy malick and she's just kind of recently come back into her life after them being estranged um she also has a daughter uh, uh named lou uh who we are big fans of uh, lila fitzgerald on our podcast she's a really i think lovely young actress uh, and they have a really strong i think overall supporting cast and i think the banter is what sets this apart uh, the between especially between Claire and Miles, the banter is really fun. Uh, and uh, I don't know what do, what do you think of this? Uh, this was my second favorite out of the mm -hmm. five that you gave me. I really enjoyed this a lot more than uh, than I thought I would. Uh, uh, half of the fun of watching this was kind of was kind of a thing that I did with all of these. It was like pick like pick out the actor that you've seen in so many stuff, but you never knew the name of, like Wendy mm. Malick. I, I had seen her face and heard her voice in so, many, in so much stuff throughout my life that I, that I actually reached out to you, Rachel, and was like, okay, who plays Claire's mom in this? Mm -hmm. And you were like, Wendy Malick. And I looked her up on IMDb and everything just started to make sense. Like she, yeah. she, was, she was in Emperor's New Groove, you know, she's been in episodes of a lot of shows, including Modern Family and Billions. She was a regular on BoJack Horseman and The Ranch. And she was in American Dragon Jake Long, which is one of my favorite shows. And a lot of other, like, yeah. animated stuff. So I had always heard her voice but and seen her face, but I never knew her name. But now yeah. I do. And so I can, I can say that I have Darrow and Darrow to thank for introducing formally introducing me to Wendy Malick. Yeah, and, uh, and she was on Just Shoot Me, which was a pop pretty popular show, and was on uh, Hot in Cleveland, which was decently... So she's, yeah, she's done a, a very prolific career. Yeah, and also the lead is Kimberly Williams Paisley, who was another one I'm like, I know I've seen her in stuff before, and it turns out that she is the daughter of Steve Martin and Diane Keaton in the two Father of the Bride movies, which I absolutely loved. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I was just, I was sitting there like expecting Steve Martin to walk in there and complain about hot dog buns. Yeah. <laughs> They're like 10 buns in a thing. <laughs> That's my favorite scene from that movie. Yeah. And they made four of these and I've liked all four and you get to see Miles and Claire's relationship grow and also her relationship with her mother change and grow. And, and, uh, yeah, I, I think that, uh, the, uh, the writing is just really strong on this on this one. 
And also Tom Cavanaugh is in here. And the entire time I was like, Claire, you can't trust that man. He's Harrison Wells from The Flash. Right. (laughs) Without going too deep into it, you really cannot trust that guy. But that's another conversation for another time. I know, but I think I... See, I I don't watch The Flash, but I've been told that he is kind of a villain. And I'm like, I don't know. I think I would trust him because I just... Tom Cavanaugh, he's he's actually in another one of my favorite Hallmark movies called Trading Christmas. And he's just... He's Ed, you know? He's he's so charming, Tom Cavanaugh. Yeah, yeah, he's a good... He's a good actor, and I enjoy a lot of his work. I think I would trust him, though, as a villain because he's so freaking charming <laughs> well, number one it all has to deal with a multiverse i'll explain it to you at another time because <laughs> there's a lot of yeah nuances and ins and outs you know but uh but i've made it a promise to myself that if i ever meet tom cavanaugh in person i want to give him a hug because he was ranger smith in the awful yogi bear movie oh yeah <laughs> and yogi bear is one of my favorite cartoons So if I ever see Mr. Kavanaugh in person, I want to say, I'm sorry you had to go through that and just give him a big old bear hug because no one should have to go through what he went through on Yogi Bear. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, that was rough. Uh, That was definitely rough. And it it kicked me in the heart because, you know, I'm such a big Hanna-Barbera fan because and watching that, I had to like watch it through my hands and I'm like, look at how they've massacred my boy. <laughs> yeah. What did, what did you think of the case as far as the jewel thief and, and, uh, and all of that? Did you think that was well done or? I think so. I mean, when it comes uh, largely in terms of the story, I don't think it was reinventing the wheel or anything, Yeah. but, uh, but it was serviceable for what it was. Yeah. And, I was sucked up in the acting more than the actual story, which I consider to be a compliment. Right. Agreed. Yeah, I think that's fair. All right. So the next one that you have is that I gave for you is In My Dreams. This is from 2014. And this is a story about this Catherine McPhee. And she plays, she makes a wish into a fountain and uh she and well they both do her and uh and mike vogel and they they start having dreams where they meet in their dreams and uh and so they basically and then they have a certain amount of time they have like a week in order to make their make this find each other in real life uh they keep meeting in the dreams and uh, this one has like a little bit of whimsy that you don't sometimes don't see in in Hallmark movies much. Uh, that I know there's just a little bit of sort of kind of reminds me of um, like only only you, you know, with um, uh, with Robert Downey Jr. and um, Marissa Tomei. I don't know if you've ever seen that, but I, I like a a sort of more whimsical uh, romance with a little bit of uh, magic. Uh, and uh, what did you think of this one? Uh, I, I again, I enjoyed this one. This was this was kind of on the bottom end of like my ranking system. Mm-hmm. I still enjoyed it, yeah. and I thought it was good. But at the same time, like I really was high on loving Leah and mm-hmm. Darrow and Darrow. That the other ones were just like, I, I liked them, but they were just kind of there. But uh, I just was, again, I was playing guess the actor and uh, the guy who plays Nick Smith, Mike Vogel, has been a bit part in several movies that I like. He was the lead in Cloverfield, which is a movie I absolutely love. He was in The Help and he was unfortunately in Fantasy Island. I want to give him a hug for being in that piece of crap, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, the uh, Again, this kind of this plot kind of feels like what I would think would be a typical Hallmark movie. But I, again, I'm not trying to be insulting. Like it Mm -hmm. just, when I think of a Hallmark movie in my head, it's like, okay, a girl throws a, throws a coin into a wishing fountain and meets the guy of her dreams and they have a week to make it official. That seems about right. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Uh, And, uh, but uh, a lot of times it's more like people are sort of thrown into working with each other or, you know, something like more grounded. So I did appreciate that this had this sort of feel of whimsy about it, which I think was nice. 
Yeah, and uh, and Joe Beth Williams was in there too, and yet another one that I was like I'd seen in so much stuff, but she was the mom in Poltergeist. Man, that that's a, that's an interesting story. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was in The Big Chill and Kramer versus Kramer. So uh, one thing I did notice was that Hallmark has a trend of picking up really solid actors who have been in stuff that I've seen but would never be able to pick out in like a police lineup. Right. <laughs> Well, a lot of it is also Can- they if they're the Canadian, <laughs> because a lot of most almost all of these are shot in Canada, and uh, not not as much the Hallmark Hall of Fames as much, but still, uh, if, if you kind of go back, you d- dive in, and you're like, oh, that that actress from Canada, that's why they're in the Flash and the like all these shows and the Hallmark stuff that is filmed in Canada, because they have tax breaks and everything there. But did you think that they had nice chemistry? Because I think that's a big key for these kinds of films is if the couple has a nice chemistry together, then it could go a long way. I think they did. And I don't know how you feel about it, but I was mm-hmm. like, okay, if they, if I, I'm rooting for these two. I, I hope that, that they make it work. Yeah, me too. I, I think they did. And especially when you, I mean, I think it's pretty impressive, especially when you consider that Catherine McPhee to now like isn't like the most seasoned actress in the world at this point 2014 and uh um and i think she did a good job and uh like you said the supporting cast i like rachel scarston she's funny in this antonio cupo playing mario i think he's fun i feel like it builds tension pretty well and you're like oh when did they get they got a week they got this ticking clock that's i think set up pretty effectively and uh and how the heck are they ever gonna find each other if they just meet in their dreams uh so there he's like in it's like romantic inception (laughs) (laughs) what's the most resilient parasite nick (laughs) that's right (laughs) Uh, so, all right. Our last one is One Christmas Eve. This was also Hallmark Hall of Fame. And this I kind of enjoy because I think it's a little bit more uh, humorous than your typical Hallmark film. There's some slapstick, some uh, some silliness that you don't always get in these movies. And uh, what did you think of it? Uh, it was kind of on the bottom end, but I still did enjoy it. It's mm-hmm. like I think if I had to if I had to arrange it into a list, this would be in the middle. Uh, I mm-hmm. have a soft spot for most mainstream Christmas movies, but I haven't seen a ton of Hallmark Christmas yeah. movies, so I'm still kind of like like testing the waters on that. But for mm-hmm. this one, I did really enjoy. Uh, in terms of like families getting together for Christmas, and it kind of just going off the rails there's only one like that makes it worth for work for me and that's national lampoon's christmas vacation Mm -hmm. i'm afraid it's either going to be you know like a watered down version of that or it's going to be like christmas with the cranks with people that are so unlikable that you just want to turn the whole thing off yeah but thankfully this is not a christmas with the cranks the people in here are actually very likable and their problems are very understandable yeah. Another thing that I liked about all of the movies that, that I watched for this was that, you know, these people would feel like real people. They're not like these, these OTT caricatures. I feel like I could walk on a random street in this town and run into them and be like, oh, hey, you know, it, like, hey, Nell or hey, Reggie, you know, yeah. something like yeah. that. And again, I've been so... I've been, I, maybe it's just because I've been in an AFI project rabbit hole for the last few months, but that was just something that I found refreshing. Yeah. Yeah. I think that they are, uh, they, yes, they, that they are in many ways, kind of, uh, your, your silly romances and everything like that, but that doesn't mean that the characters don't have relatable qualities and, uh, aren't, uh, grounded in some degree of, I mean, because romance is a part of most people's lives. It's a real thing (laughs) that does happen. (laughs) Maybe not with as many Christmas festivals and things like that as you get at Hallmark, but hey. And uh, 
Uh, and I, I love Anne Hayes. I've, I've always been a big fan of hers, and I think she does a really good job. She's basically in this movie trying to make uh, the first Christmas after her marriage falls apart. Uh, she's trying to make her her the Christmas uh perfect and everything goes wrong everything that could go wrong goes wrong and, and yeah. honestly i thought she was the best part of the movie because yeah. immediately you're just like oh, you poor woman i wish i could reach through the screen and like help you cook something or or, yeah. or help you hang up those christmas lights because i put up my christmas tree every year at my house you know and it's a pretty big tree so uh without patting myself too hard on the back i think i know what i'm doing around yeah. the tree <laughs> Well, and the other nice thing about this movie is that it has more diversity than your typical uh, Hallmark movie, which is nice uh, that you have this sort of uh, hodgepodge of all different people that end up being involved in come in 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 their Christmas, uh, and uh, it's nice to have uh, you know different uh, different races and different you know things all uh, involved in in uh, your christmas movie sometimes sometimes the hallmark movies can be a little all white and that's something they're working on uh improving and uh so but this one i think is a good example of one that has a pretty effort effortlessly diverse cast i think uh yeah the one that stood out to me the most was carlos gomez as cesar because i re mm -hmm. i recognized him from stuff like uh from stuff like Desperado, which is part of the Mexico trilogy from Robert Rodriguez. Mm. And uh, he's been like a bit part in other things. Like he was in the TV show Queen of the South and he was in The Report, which I believe you recommended on our Amazon Prime. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. As Jose, uh, Jose Gonzalez. Mm -hmm. And uh, he was also in Madam Secretary. And I remember him also, oh, he was one of the doctors in uh, Dolphin Tale 2, which is a movie that I really enjoyed. So, so yet another one of those actors that I couldn't pick out in a, in a lineup, but if I, but if I saw his face, I'm like, I know him from somewhere. And then with a good deal of research, I could just have my mind blown because I know I've seen him before. Yeah. And of course, Anne Hesch was, uh, was Maggie and Donnie Brasco. And was uh, the second to Harrison Ford in Six Days and Seven mm -hmm. Nights. So she has yeah. had a pretty lengthy career, which yeah. is still going. She also did a show that I loved that only got two seasons called Men in Trees uh, about this woman who ends up in Alaska, you know, because they're thinking Alaska is that there's more men than women in Alaska. And uh, I loved the show Men in Trees. But, uh, but yeah, I, so I've been a big fan of hers for a long time. But, uh, but yeah, so there we go. We give you, hopefully give you a flavor of Hallmark movies now. Uh, and uh, it is $4.99 a month. And if you do the annual subscription, $5.99 for the monthly regular subscription. So uh, pretty cheap in the world of streaming services. And definitely if you like rom-coms, if you like Christmas movies, uh, I think it's it's worth uh, it's worth it it's worth the and they do a pretty good job of every month there's new new material new shows and they and they're not only uh hallmark shows uh movies they'll have uh lifetime um some ion uh up some of the other networks uh their movies will appear so yeah it's an interesting thing and i i appreciate you uh, having an open mind and uh, and checking these films out. And uh, I think this was fun. It was nice. A nice little break. Yeah. And, uh, and just a couple more things before we, uh, before we throw it to the ending. Um, I would like to do an episode like this, uh, this again down the line, because yeah. I, I'll, uh, and I guess this bleeds into my next, uh, my next point. Uh, I actually loved doing uh I loved watching all of these movies, and uh, even if even if it was something like you know, even if it was one of them that was just like okay, I could go either way on, I was still like okay, I still enjoyed this, and uh, yeah. I I guess it, I guess maybe it's because I'm so used to seeing like uh, seeing like darker movies, I mm -hmm. was like I walked out of there like oh wow, they these are actually not as bad as I've always heard. These are actually really good, so. 
I yes. once again do I once again do apologize <laughs> to all of the Hallmarkies listeners out there and and uh we got I'd a convert. Woohoo! <laughs> and I'd love to do a <laughs> I feel like I'm at an AA meeting, like, hello, my <laughs> name is Ryan Cam, and I was a Hallmark basher, like, hello, Ryan, <laughs> you are in a safe place. Yes, this is very exciting. We did it. We did it, everyone. Uh, well, we will definitely have to, I mean, you don't have to twist my arm to get uh, get me to talk about Hallmark movies. Uh, so this is this is really fun. And so let us know what you think of these five films, what else you like on Hallmark Movies Now, what you think of the service. And uh, we'd love to hear your thoughts in the comments section or on Twitter. And uh, so Ryan, where can people find you? you? They can find me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Letterboxd at RyanCam20. And then of course there's my YouTube channel, Ryan Cam's Movie Reviews. Uh, I've been churning out the Nolan Month uh, videos. Uh, Today is a today is a Tuesday, so that would be yesterday, which is a Monday. I released my video on The Prestige. Uh, it was a pretty short video, but The Prestige is one of those movies that I will not spoil just on principle. It's one of those movies yeah. you have to go in blind to see and then just let it just wallop you with its twist. It's that good. Mm -hmm. But um, I'm still continuing with the AFI project. I'll be covering High Noon, All About Eve, and a bunch of other movies, uh, mm -hmm. Apocalypse Now, and uh, and Double Indemnity, and just, it's a lot of quality coming your way. I'm actually at 90 subscribers, and it's like, I'm 10 away from 100. I am so close. <laughs> so it's like, so I'm just, I'm just praying to God every day, like, God, please give me 10 more. Please let me get 10 more. Yes. Y'all subscribe. You'll really enjoy it. Uh, definitely do so. We'll have all that information in the description section. And uh, you can find me at Rachel's Reviews, all of our social media, iTunes, YouTube, and on Rotten Tomatoes, and at the Hallmarkies podcast, where we have so much fun. We cover all things rom-com all things holiday over there and i'm really proud of everything uh, including we do have weekly uh every monday we have an interview uh with somebody fun so uh check that out and uh yeah thanks so much for doing this and uh let us know your thoughts and we'll talk we'll talk next week bye everyone bye <laughs>